else who's watching uh we are some nobodies my name is zach and this is dylan over here and we are weird uh content creators and we're uh, uh fictional storytellers uh sometimes we also tell real yeah. stories uh but only about telling fake stories <laughs> later on uh but anyway yeah so what this show <laughs> is uh <laughs> this is uh twitching upstream and what we do here is we have another show called Talking Upstream that comes out on Sundays. And what that show is, we interview somebody uh, or bodies uh, that are creators of some sorts. And we kind of like pick their brain on what makes them tick and why they create the things they create with their processes. And we would create something original with them. Uh, we start doing that a lot. We have like 40 some episodes of that going on. You can check that out on our YouTube channel. Um, but we wanted to take some of those projects and actually fine-tune them and work them down and not just keep putting more things in the back burner. So uh, we created this show, Twitching Upstream, and that way we could interact live with people. And if you have any comments or anything and you uh, you, you want us to add things to our story, just go ahead and throw it in there. This is a live thing. This is for us uh, to talk to you guys and, and make sure that we're collaborating together. So that's what we're doing. At any time, if you feel the need or even any sort of desire to <laughs> shout something out, such as Mr. Jason Taylor, hello, sir. Uh, thank you. You also were missed. Uh, as everyone knows, yeah. sometimes we take time off. Uh, we create a lot of stuff. We do a lot of things. We also work <laughs> in the real world. Uh, Dylan works way harder than I do and way more than I do. But uh, I yeah, sometimes it. we just <laughs> sometimes we just we, we need some time. So uh, if you did miss us, we apologize. But we are back mostly. And you can see us on shows like The Real Boys on Mondays and Fridays. You can see us on Wednesdays on a sh cool show called No Time to Binge, where we watch uh, the first and last episodes of something and then try to figure out what happens in the middle. Uh, tomorrow's episode is going to be on Glee. So we're watching the full series. Well, I guess, nope. I guess the book ends with the, <laughs> the full <opposite>. series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, uh, everything else. Um, but yeah, so we've been working on this project, Red Wichita, which turned into a uh, a spoof on the, the show Serial, the podcast Serial. And it's about an event that happened in Wichita and uh, the, the inner workings of like the before and after and the complexities of maybe government tie-ins and uh, weird lizard people podcasts. Um, but yeah, before we get into any of that, I always like to throw some weird uh, nerd news out there to see <laughs> Dylan's uh, live reactions, which are usually very muted and <laughs> unaffected by my speech. Uh, but anyway, a couple of things I just wanted to throw at him. It's not my business uh, card. I, I know. I, I wrote your business card, so I know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, He-Man came out recently on Netflix. It is a really well done show. Uh, it is uh, spearheaded by Kevin Smith. It's got a great uh, cast of people, awesome voice cast as well, including like Mark Hamill and Olivia Munn and a couple other people. Um, I absolutely love it. And it's like six episodes, I think. The cool thing about how this show worked out is that it is 
for people who watched the original cartoon. So it is written for the me's of the world. It is written for an adult audience who knows the story of He-Man, but actually wants an adult story. So it doesn't follow kid logic. You know, it's not uh, laser versus lasers and nothing happens at the end. Uh, there are deaths and there are <laughs> real things going on. Uh, but the most impressive thing to come out of this entire show is the sad fan base complaining because the strongest person in the show is a female character and the show revolves around a couple female characters which obviously is cool so who cares um but i i saw a headline that it was the worst fan base since the last jedi and i thought that was so great uh and it's cool that kevin smith is now like i guess the anti uh uh, agitator yeah he's he's like he's a sip fanatic now uh which i love um so if you haven't seen uh the new he-man on netflix uh please check it out it's very very cool for dylan do not watch it because i think we should do a no time to binge on that um i i was going to watch it and then you texted and said hey this would be a good thing to do on our wednesday show and i'm like well guess i'm watching something else while i'm bedridden so yeah i watch i watch the new cat uh series of castlevania it's very good yeah, Castlevania is very good. Uh, you also watched uh, not a great movie called <laughs> Gunpowder Milkshake, yeah. which is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Jason, uh, people need to calm down. Yeah, that's true. Uh, You're dude, right. The Sp- last, Be- last Jedi is not as bad as Space Jam 2. No, Space Jam 2 was really not that good. Not great. Uh, yeah, Corey. You listen uh, to our <laughs> review of that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, The Last Jedi, for some reason, the people that hate that movie, they are aggressively awful people. I love Last Jedi. I think it's a phenomenally uh, done some movie. Some nobody is on record as being pro-Last Jedi, yeah. both of us. We yeah. are pro-Last Jedi. Anyway, the segue from He-Man to this was <laughs> that Kevin Smith is finally doing the Clerks 3 movie, um, and he has uh, he's doing a all-cast reading. And obviously, like he knowing the fans and knowing how everything is uh he put out a, a post i think it was today and it was pretty much saying like yeah we're doing a scripts three uh uh script read today i'm i'm hoping brian o'halloran is not gonna be upset when he finds out that his character is killed off in the first act and it's like wh- <laughs> what <laughs> like you're gonna take one of the biggest characters in your universe and just tell people you're gonna come off in the first act which i think is great uh i love how kevin smith is uh, attacking the fans because uh, he, he has a great fan base and, and, and i'm I'm all about it. I think it's cool. Um, I don't have a whole lot of nerd news because I really uh, am very interested. I want to get back into this uh, Red Witch doll thing. So, uh, yeah, Loki ended. So there's a lot of talks about that. If you want to know what's, uh, how we feel about that, just go ahead and ask us. That's fine. Uh, I, I just want to say I was both 100% correct and also incorrect about how they would do Kang. Yeah, I agree. You you were more correct than incorrect, but also very incorrect. Which doesn't happen very often. Usually <laughs> yeah, I am true. dead wrong on my <laughs> predictions, but that was almost word for word. He said, I've been called many things, guy, okay. conqueror, and I'm like, conqueror! Dude, the way he said that was cool, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it, we're in a weird dip as far as media goes. Like, Bad Batch yeah. is going on. And if you're a fan of Star Wars and you like Clone Wars, it's great. It, it, it is superfluous. Uh, uh, you don't really need it right now. Um, but yeah, as far as Marvel goes, Black Widow was not that great of a thing. It was more of like a, a, a solo addition. To the, Three to, out of five? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can five, agree maybe. with that. Probably two, yeah, I'll say probably five <laughs> out of ten, two and a half out of five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the next series we got is the Marvel What Ifs, which is coming out in August. Uh, we have uh, another movie coming out later on, but there's really not a whole lot going on. Uh, I did read that uh, uh, James Gunn recently put out that <laughs> the, the 
the Suicide Squad, the name The Suicide Squad, was actually a joke. Uh, it was called The Dogs of War for a long time, and uh, he wasn't sure what to name it. And as a joke, he wrote, you know, capital The Suicide Squad when he handed in his first draft. And everyone thought that was so funny, so they kept that. I, I, it's great. But anyway, screw let's, it. Yeah. Let's let's chat about Red Wichita real fast. Uh, yeah. Before we get into that, though, we want to thank some people uh, for keeping us going and, and for hanging out. Uh, number one, obviously, you have uh, Scott Curtis uh, from Behind the Bits great podcast a great interviewer we want to thank him a whole lot uh he's been awesome to us since kind of our beginning ever since silicon angels came out uh years and years and years ago uh, <laughs> way back before uh covid uh in the, in the long long ago uh, yeah in the before four um Anyway, obviously, uh, Sarah Tukacic, Tanya Sheck, uh some of our east coast friends we got some cool people out there uh Jeff Dwoska and his stuff um we have a uh, obviously we're on the scene stops network, which is going through its things. It's doing whatever Transition. it's doing. Uh, yeah, we're still going to be doing our shows. Everything's still going to be going the same. Um, but uh, a very important thing is happening on Friday. So if you uh, hang out with us on Fridays or if you hang out with scene snobs on Friday, we do have um, help the Milbies. Uh, Big deal, uh, 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. They're doing a really great thing um, for uh, the Milbies. They're, they're really, uh, they, they want to help out. They're doing one of their, uh, their drive uh, charity uh, long-term episode things. And uh, mm -hmm. McManhattan is awesome when he does these. I don't know how he does it. I talk a lot. I don't know how he does all that. Um, but you can actually catch out the real boys. We're going to contribute as much as we can. Um, so at 11 p.m. Eastern, we're going to hop on, which uh, for, for our time, Colorado time, is uh, 8 p.m p.m. Uh, we're going to do uh, a review of McManhattan's favorite movie, uh, Back to the Future, which we haven't talked about for some reason. Yeah. It's not on anyone's list. Uh, so this would be cool. So yeah, so if you're here on Friday, please uh, check out the Scene Snobs, uh, a great little charity they're trying to get together. Uh, Jason Taylor, obviously he's he's sharing the crap out of this thing. I want to thank him for sharing this post so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're doing a great job. Um, but yeah, Friday, we uh, Real Boys doing Back to the Future uh, and also some stuff. Scene snobs doing a whole bunch of stuff, but until then, let's get into this. So, Red Wichita was a, a concept that we created on this show in episode six, yep. and it's based around a fictional podcast where a, a, a travesty happens in the city of Wichita. Um, and uh, there's some weird inner workings, and a sleuthy reporter slash podcaster finds out some stuff and puts together this elaborate and perplexing uh, uh story that goes on so i'll let dylan kind of get us caught up as to what we're doing where we're at and what we got to accomplish with the rest of this episode yeah so i'm gonna screen share right here this is our little development document we've been using to track the progress through this story um i don't remember the initial con conception for this idea i remember the episode but i think it started from a text message you sent me about I think, was it, was that, I don't remember. I'll have to go back and listen to it. But we d did this idea on the story on the talk, uh, Twitching Upstream for a six episode podcast in the style of Serial. So it's kind of like an independent journalism kind of project where the main character, Daphne Driver, is presenting this podcast because some friends of hers who are humanoid reptilian podcasting people uh, got, just got killed because they were based in Wichita, which got invaded and taken over by a supervillain who has uh, plate tectonic ground control powers, high-level earthbending. <clears throat> um, this is a six-episode series where Daphne will outline the backstory to who's involved. Uh, the bad guy, Red Emperor, can control like Earth and like bring lava up. 
Uh, Superion is like a super Superman pastiche. He's got an eye gem that can shoot lasers. You can hear more about him in our story for uh, Last Hero on Talking Upstream way back when. Uh, we've got backstories on a whole bunch of different people who kind of show up on the side. And then as she goes through this story, she starts building the links together. And if you could imagine the conspiracy corkboard that you see in a lot of media, um, you're going to see, yeah, Jason, of course, we're glad to. Uh, we'll have a link on this show closer to the end so you guys can find the GoFundMe and contribute if you have anything to go for. Um, Red Wichita, so um, she interviews a bunch of people who are based in Wichita about what it was like in the time before that, why Red Emperor targeted Wichita because it's a breadbasket city. It's in the center of the uh, country. It's got minor strategic importance, and it's not really well looked after. Uh, she covers the occupation itself, what the city was like under Red Emperor's rule, because he was only in charge for three weeks before he was brought down. And the big mystery that she starts to uncover is why it took Superion so long to come to the defense, defense of the city. Because Superion is like, you know, Superman style. Red Emperor is like B tier because he's powerful, but he's not invincible or like impossible to find or super durable. Um... She outlines what goes on in the actual catastrophe, which is when Superion decides to come in and clean stuff up. She notices a strange... Um, I want Devin to read books to me at night. Yeah, I'm, Devin's got a great voice. He yeah. can read me some books too. That's good. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was Dylan. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Dylan very does fortunate it. to hear this today. I've had a throat <laughs> issue for the past week and a half, so this is the first time I've been on stream in a while. Um, That's true. That's, well, thank cute you, that, that's cute that you want uh, you want Dylan to read books. I would like Dylan to read my text messages at night time. <laughs> I, I read them. I don't necessarily respond to all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> she goes over the fight uh, between Superior and Red Emperor. Um, oh, uh -huh. yeah. Well, now he's, well, he's calling you Jesus, so that's kind of cool. I'm Jesus. That's fair. You're Dylan. This is a crazy story about Jesus and Dylan. <laughs> Welcome to Jesus and Devin. This is Twitching Upstream. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Zachary playing Jesus and Dylan is playing the role of Devin today. <laughs> um, usually, usually people call me Derek. That's usually the one I get, but, um, or they call me Terry because I have two first names. So they'll call me Terry Dylan. And I'm like, Nope, you got that backwards. Um, but we see, uh, we see the actual catastrophe go through where Superion causes a lot of collateral damage when he liberates the city. And Daphne starts to connect the dots that a lot of these buildings that get destroyed are high profile, like financial firms or banks or other businesses that are all owned by various shell corporations. Um, <clears throat> episode five covers the immediate aftermath of the fight or the aftermath of the fight. Um, what Superion did, how the insurance companies responded, how the citizens responded to their three weeks under essentially foreign occupation uh, rescue operations, interview with various people about what's going on. Um, we throw some shade at like government and that sort of, because we, you know, it's, we always do. And yep. then that's kind of where we wound up. Episode five or six has been developed. We are looking at episode four or episode six rather. Um, and I think that's kind of the ramp up that we dealt with. Right. And episode yep. six is kind of where um, Daphne kind of brings her point home and tries to really kind of, set up her call to action so to speak yeah so uh do you think that episode five ending ties in pretty good to the beginning of six i think so all right cool um so yeah 
All right, great. So the things that we want to accomplish with episode six, which is going to tie up and wrap up this entire story. Yes. Um, what what are your what are your 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 bullet points for episode six? So episode six right now, what we have written down is we are talking about two years later. Mm, what okay, happened? So. Cool. <coughs> now, um, what what we need to do with the entirety of episode six is to uh, uncover the the plot. Uh, address the plot and then also so okay so if we're going to do a two years later is this a thing where the two years later starts with here's what i did two years ago about the confrontation and then is is that what we're doing is is the confrontation to superion going to be in here we could we could let's say um let's say we do the first segment is daphne's like initial attempts to get information like yeah. her initial response to the catastrophe, um, like what what could she have done immediately after all of this went down? Like does she, I I don't think at that point she has. So because okay. the inciting well, incident for her involvement in this is that she was given audio files from her lizard people friends that included the sound of Superion's eye gem firing, and then they died. Dude, this is a cool story, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so she so, doesn't get that immediately. So I think this should be kind of like why i maybe like now i get to the point i probably should have elaborated in the first episode why i'm starting this and then well no because i think she plays that audio in the first episode but this is where yeah. she goes back and gives it context okay now is i guess my question is when is she going to learn the crucial information is this going to be before the two years later, or is this going to be after two years later? So I need to know a what the conclusion of uh, Red Emperor when he dipped. I need to know what happened right then. I need to know at some point how Daphne confronted Superion, and then I need to know uh, when that happened. So immediately after this event, Red Emperor stops because Superion shows up. Mm -hmm. We don't really know exactly what happens there. All we know is Red Emperor is given a pardon. Uh, with his the sentence is his sentence is reduced to civil service. Okay, yeah, he's, so he, he's stopping the San Andreas fault from progressing. Yeah, and then also like future worldwide uh, earthquakeal <laughs> catastrophes. Yes. Uh, so he he gets a pseudo pardon with with the the thought that he's going to work mm -hmm. for pretty much the UN or the world. Uh, the DPI. Yeah, the he, Department he, of Powered Individuals with Dean he, Powers. He, he signed the Sokovia Accords. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so Daphne finds out what happens. Now, she gets this information, I'm assuming, this like around the time this event ends, right? I figured it... So, I figured the cleanup would have taken several months because Superior knocks a few buildings down and it's not easy to lower all the earth walls that he created so yeah. i'd say like six months later or so she gets a package so after all all said and done <coughs> in, Wich in wichita she receives a package in that package is the audio file of this and that's what sparks all of all of this this whole uh mystery on unco uncovering yeah. correct yeah okay I think so now so from the six months until the two-year mark we have all of these episodes, episodes one through five, and all of her um, uncovering of, of data, right? I, I figured this series in-universe would be released two years after the event. Uh, for a year and a half, she's been compiling this information. 
Yeah. Six months after the event is when she first got the tip. And then that has been her building all of this case files. And she is releasing this two years after the event to the day. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> what what would you say if we wanted to work backwards? What is a good conclusion for this story in totality? It was about sponsorship, right? Is that is that what it was? It was about money? It was about this mega corporation sponsoring like superheroes and supervillains. And I mean... Beyond the message of like funneling dark money to both sides of a cause just to make money and how that causes issues, like, well, are we going to do a thing where Red Emperor is technically the good guy here? Like, if if Megacorp or 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 Paravision or whatever this is it Megacorp is that what it was? That's what we're calling it in yeah. like I'm cool with that. This prototyping, we're not going to call it Megacorp in the yeah yeah. Final I just thing. I just didn't want to confuse anybody. Uh, so Megacorp um had a. I guess a conversation with some super powered individuals about who they're going to financially support. And I guess Red Emperor was one of those at the meeting and he was not happy with uh, the fact that they were going to let him go because they felt his power set was not that important or yeah. something. We, we got, I, I like the idea of maybe Red Emperor not being Oh, oh wait. Okay. Pause. Okay. Red Emperor is also Tucker Carlson, right? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> He's, okay. he's he's a rich he's a rich kid. Yeah. Okay. So scratch all that. Uh, <laughs> we we don't need him to be some kind of secret hero. Uh, I think that would be a cool I, plot I, development. But the reveal is less that he's a hero and more that everybody involved is a villain, including okay, Superion. Cool. All right. So Daphne has to. So she's compiled all of her stuff, and she has to at some point in this episode talk to Superion, right? She has to at least, yeah, she has, she gets a response from Superion. Does she also talk to Megacorp? I think that's a good idea. Yeah. She should talk to like a PR person, right? Yeah. From Megacorp. Um, cause we need, we need she, a resolve. She talks to Superion with a Megacorp attorney present. <laughs> yeah. Like, and who's your practice through? It's like, well, uh, we're from Megacorporate Associations. It's like, ah, of course. Megacorp, Megacorp, Schwartz, and uh, and Driver. <laughs> Meg, Aco, and Orp. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. If I say those oh my fast. God. <laughs> red string just across the corkboard. Oh, my God. These are lawyers. <laughs> and the red string spells out Superion did it. <laughs> Follow the laser the, beams. When you connect the dots, it's clear, and it just reads out Superion is a shill. I love that. Um, <laughs> but um, I we, think... we need we need a solid reveal, though. I think we need a really good uh, tight ending. You know, like she does this thing because Megacorp is, is forcing uh, superpowered individuals to fight for for monetary gain slash sponsorship or whatever. Uh, somebody that she knows has passed away. Um, what what is the reveal? Does well, Megacorp does Megacorp just say, yes, we did it. Like prove it in court. <laughs> and not even that. It's like, hey, uh, why, why is it our responsibility to pay for superheroes? Like, you know, hey, I'm sorry. And it's like, well, Superion said that he'll do it for this amount of money. And it's like, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like if, if maybe say like, <laughs> say uh, like Lex Luthor goes to Amazon and is like, look, 
Jeff Bezos. Uh, I'm going to destroy this world unless you give me a certain amount of money. And Jeff Bezos has the money. And he's like, why is it my responsibility to save the world? Like, why, why do I got to spend my money? You know, and uh, what, what do you think about something like that? Because I think we need a solid, like a, like a shocking reveal. I, I would, I think you're on the right track. I think it's just like, what we did is not illegal in any way. Like, <clears throat> because we do reveal in the previous episode that Red Emperor uh, Megacorp owns a disaster relief contract for Wichita. So they're kind of like making money on every side of this incident. Oh, and cool. Red, Red Emperor is just like, I mean, yeah, Megacorp owns all, like, you know, they're pretty clear in the open about this. And then yeah. um, I like the idea that they're just like, I mean, what we have done here, what we've done is not illegal. We've earned the goodwill of most of the country by rebuilding the city. We made some money off the back of it. Think, think about all the jobs we've created yeah. by having Wichita demolished. All right. So uh, talk me through the reveal here. So Daphne talks to Red Emperor and he's like, yeah, I, okay. What was his initial motive? Just he wanted to be left alone? Which one? Red Emperor. Uh, he was making cash by, I mean, he was a super villain yeah. and he was getting endorsed to, I don't know, probably stay away from various things to, um, I think, I think what it was is that, um, the initial incident in Wichita happened because, um, Megacorp approached him and was like, Hey, you know, we, we provide through some like secondary corporations, we provide you with, uh, financial stuff. Why don't you do this for us? And we will make sure that you're brought in on like the contract or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess we just need some way for Daphne to affect this on like a large scale in the setting. You know what I mean? Um, originally we hadn't come up with much of an ending. Um, yeah. it was well, <clears throat> here on screen is the original bullet points we had from, from the last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, it was efforts to like legislate superheroics. Um, some interviews with makeshift a superhero about what the rebuilding efforts looked like. Um, maybe the mayor audio presidential press conference about it. Um, and then I think it was her kind of using the podcast as a way to reveal Superion's complicit like actions in this whole thing. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a good one. I also think that it it should be how bad Megacorp is also. Um, so like say that Daphne talks to the government, right? Yeah. And she's like, Why didn't you guys go in and do something? And the government's like, We don't have the technology to fight somebody like Superior. We have to outsource this, you know, like we, we don't even have the technology to hold prisoners. That's why we outsource that. It's privatized. So uh so now like the government has to go to like Megacorp uh to privatize uh you know I guess just basic safety um and so when red emperor stood up against it there was nobody to do anything so now we have i guess it's like who's in charge for saving the world you know like do you know what i mean like yeah, so yeah. it's it's not our government's job it's not the un's job uh it, it is it is literally the, the rich it's literally the richest people whose job it is to save our planet that's a good tagline what the catastrophe in wichita who's in charge of saving the world oh dude there you go i love it yeah 
Yeah. And then her last one is, and we blend for me and you, we blend some real life politics into like, who's in charge of keeping this world safe. It's like, we've allowed things. And I say we in a fictional and real life situation, we're getting political on Twitch and upstream today. Um, Yeah. That's what we, that's why we did this. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, like who we've handed the abil- this like massive ability to affect the planet to these people who have s- decided to take all of the proceeds from that and take it themselves and we shouldn't be at the mercy of that and yeah. we apply that to a superhero setting and yeah. do we leave this on like a a relatively open ended like conclusion where Daphne is just like get involved like take take action as best you can or yeah, or like or or, or learn your own <coughs> learn your own facts you know like because like so maybe if it's <laughs> Do your start, own research exactly like maybe if the whole thing starts with like megacorp being like the saviors of this incident because they you know got together the funds to hire superion and it's like and daphne's like i just need to know why people see megacorp as the heroes of this situation and as like she does her uncovering it turns out that they're really the cause of it and if you want to look at it it, it's kind of like the same thing we do like with uh uh homeless people you you know like uh we force them into poverty and then make it almost impossible for them to get out of the poverty while also saying that they're the reason for a lot of things so so, uh, spikes on the on open areas that, that pop up at night. You remove seating from uh, public train stations. You criminalize homelessness without providing a way out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because what happens is the homeless now go into uh, privatized prisons, where now the government is making money off of the homeless instead of having a problem with them. So, uh, yeah, I, I like now, this idea of of not knowing who really is the one who's. I have a question. Right. Yeah. How grim do we want this ending to be? Because if it's just Daphne being like, I'm I'm doing this to reveal what people are up to. Now it's on your now it's up to you to actually affect change. Do we want I mean, it to end like that? Because I, th- I think it should be something where depending on how you view the incident, it's going <laughs> to look as a good thing. You know, like when you look back at certain things like Vietnam, like, oh man, America went in there and we saved the day. And it's like, whoa, okay, that's actually not how that happened whatsoever uh you know and it's like people are like oh megacorp come in and, and save the day from wichita and uh but what she knows is that it's it's not like that so i think so, that it is it is grim but jaded what if um the final part of the podcast is her call to action and then the actual final part is like in the year and a half since I started making this podcast and in the six months since I've released it, like she, she releases an addendum kind of where it's like in the six months since I've started releasing Red of Wichita, we've seen these changes being made and we go through a list of what the setting's been doing and it's some progress. And then it ends with her being like, but baby steps are baby steps. And in order to, cr- in order to climb out of the pit, we've dug ourselves, we have to work together or some, something like that. Yeah. I like that. I like the fact that because of this incident, maybe there's a worldwide reactionary <laughs> uh, team, uh, maybe because of this and uh, what she's uncovered, there's some positive things moving forward. Um, like, like the FEMA, uh, but it turns out in her very last and her very last point is. And yet, 
mega corporation has still made in in you know in essence of 27 billion dollars off of this one incident that they possibly caused you know making Megacorp like the, like the dick cheney of, <laughs> of, of the world what if do you remember what the name of the superhero team in last hero was the avengers copy do you do you remember what that was uh no i'm mean, not gonna look it up but no not um, and <laughs> why what if this is an origin story for like, and the world started putting together like an internationally sourced team, like a UN of superheroes almost like. <coughs> so, so, so like this, this, this event, like kind of makes the justice league. Kind of. This is the origin story for like how earth got its defense team together. And then we do last hero as a continuation of the story and they get rocked in the first chapter. Yeah. I mean, that sounds cool. Cool. I don't know if we actually gave the team a name, though. We didn't, but they had some cool heroes on it. Queen Jackal, Time Burn. <laughs> yeah, uh, Macro Detonator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Betsy Eldridge. <laughs> uh, against Knife Wolf. Knife, Knife Wolf was... Knife yeah, Wolf. Knife Wolf. And, re yeah. and uh, Reverse Revolver. Yep, Reverse yeah. Revolver. Shoots backwards one. in time. Oh, my God. That was a fun so, one. So this is a prequel to Last Hero, then. We had always, I think we had always kind of implied it because Superion dies at the start of Last Hero. Yeah, and that is like Red Emperor kind of coming back and getting pissed off yes. that <laughs> he got he seen. He fills the gap. Yeah, and then he uh, tries to recreate the <laughs> Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Red Rush, Mount Redmore. <laughs> yeah, Mount Redmore, yeah. <laughs> Where it's just four versions of his face. Well, um, yeah, because then at the beginning of, when all of the superheroes die in the beginning of Last Hero, Red Emperor's like, cool. There's nobody to stop me from just not doing this work anymore. So that's uh -huh, when he becomes, finally. yeah. Mount yeah. Redmore. <laughs> no, I love Screw it. I love, that he's, I love that he's like a mustache twirling yeah. criminal. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. And so uh, all, all, so all six is kind of tight, right? Like it's put yeah, together. Let's expand just a little bit on some of these individual points, just because we have time. Um, sure. So like, Daphne's initial attempts to get information. She was a reporter for the Wichita Eagle and her friends die in the attack. Mm -hmm. um, she received the audio file package six months after the attack. Do we want to reveal who sent her that? Cause I don't think we ever figured out how she got it. Yeah. How, okay. So how did she get it? Well, we have a few heroes who might have actually been good choices to do that. we got Moonshadow. Yeah, there was, we've Moonshadow. got, <clears throat> Heavy Step, Doc Quantum. We've got Silver Shield. Uh, we have what, to make okay, sure. So what, what, we do what have Doc, Dean Powers. What's Doc Quantum's powers? Doc Quantum gives people superheroes temporarily, and he's got... Uh, the reason he survived is that he hung out. He hid in his Schrodinger's box where he was neither dead nor alive until someone opened it up. Yeah, so I had this idea that whoever gave her the evidence gave it to her from the future so when she confronts them they don't know about it yet could be betsy eldritch yeah betsy madam, eldritch. madam eldritch yeah and it's like but you sent me this stuff and it's like hun look at the stamp it's dated for a year and a half of now like when all of this is done 
uh like at the oh, oh like the like the release of the podcast she's like yeah i listened to your oh, yeah. podcast and i wanted to send you this information to make sure that you were going on the right path so she doesn't know how she got the information just yet i think that's that sounds interesting well we'll have an interview with betsy eldridge where she's like uh, what my initial response was started by receiving this package and it told me not to not to open this envelope until i re until i started recording the final episode of the podcast and it's like Go so I'm gonna read this live. I have not opened this yet. I'm gonna read this live while recording. My address so and so signed Betsy Eldritch. And then the next segment is her interviewing Betsy Eldritch. And it's like, Oh, I must not have sent that to you yet. What do you mean? Well, we'll get the date. Well, oh yeah. that's like six years from now. Why do you wait so long? And it's like, well, you know, there's a plan in motion and I act according to it. That's yeah. frustratingly <laughs> vague. That's not that's like, not really satisfying. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it took me about six years to get into podcasts. That's why I found yours. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you, but you haven't, you haven't gotten into podcasts yet. It's like, no, I can't stand them. That changes mm. in about four years. <laughs> so boring. So boring. None of them are relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Until I got a little older. <laughs> yeah. And she, she always speaks in past tense, even about the future. Yep. Oh, hold like on. I'm going. I'm, is, yeah. I'm going. I'm going to love podcasts later on. Don't worry. Listen, um, Daphne, just know, and she gives her some cryptic clue about when things get bad in about ten years, which is a reference to Last Hero, and then we can have some reference to Daphne and Last Hero for the sharp-eyed, sharp-eared listeners, just because it. we're establishing our universe. Our, our snafus popping <laughs> off. Snafu. Some nobodies <laughs> of film universe. A fictional universe. There we a go. A fictional universe with some non-fictional elements. Just so yeah. we don't know. Um, all right, cool. So I, I like I like that reveal. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, and that that way, if she does interview somebody, they don't know why they helped. Uh, yeah. They they will. Uh, number two, Wichita recovers uh, the recovery efforts interview with makeshift. Um, so the recovery efforts are pretty much that Megacorp spent a lot of money uh, to to hire people to rebuild, to set up new infrastructure, uh, to rework all the roadways. And it actually is like a more improved city. Uh, they somehow made it a harb a harbor town. <laughs> it's it's a it's an air harbor. It's a it's an air hub, you know. Yeah. So it used to be Dallas-Fort Worth. Now Wichita Airport's really popping off, which is... Yeah, it's, it, oh, God. Yeah. I've been through the Wichita Airport a whole bunch. It's awful. Oh. Yeah. You used to hang out yeah. there. And I never I never understood yeah. why. Uh, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> Megacorp owns a majority of the city now, um, yep. but it's all cutting-edge technology. Mm -hmm. I love that. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm so glad that Red Rich or that uh, Megacorp came in here and you know changed everything and started giving everybody jobs. All right, so number three, superhero legislation and response. So because of this um, and because of Megacorp's help with uh, pushing legislation uh, mm -hmm. and because they want to be in the forefront of privatizing uh, superhero uh, acts and superhero camps, uh, they are the ones with the help. Of, wasn't like somebody's twin, a politician in this or something. Didn't we have like some weird politician? Oh, it I matter. don't remember. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, Megacorp who's ran by mostly politicians and other villains slash heroes. Um, they get the, the worldwide super villain relief, uh, package. Mm. Signed by the UN plus six countries. Yeah. Um, a, an international agreement 
overseeing superheroics is drafted on interplanetary, <clears throat> including the moon, just in case. And yeah, there's an addendum on that. <laughs> And everything that the Earth owns, including the moon and the sun. Yeah. We we claim ownership of the Milky Way. Yeah. Well, we or definitely at least own the soul the, system. Yeah, we definitely own the sun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, number four. An international uh, response team in case anything like this happens. Again, it's not fully formed yet, but... Progress is being made. Yeah, and then we can even though, have like, and maybe we can even have like either flashbacks or or side stories of like <laughs> random superheroes just getting like their new uniform in the mail with like a contract. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you put this suit on, you are now explicitly uh, uh, a property of Megacorp, and you'll have a pager, <laughs> and we'll tell you when and where you need to be. Yeah. Um. All right. Four. Superior response with Megacorp attorney present. Yeah, I think that's really funny. Um, so Daphne talks to Superior with uh, 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 his lawyer present, their lawyer present, which is a Megacorp lawyer also. Yep. And, and a superhero. Maybe that's Dean Powers. I don't think he's a lawyer. He works for the DPI. Oh, okay. oh sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and do you think that is it it's, it's, it's clerical error from our uh, Cape Fear re reboot? <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a great name. I like clerical that. Uh, error. The superhero attorney. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, if you if you don't know what that is, check out the three geeks. Uh, we were putting this, out the in three this contest. Geeks. Yeah, three geeks contest to like, I guess rewrite stories. It was a reboot and, revolution. We got outplayed I, in that final round. I I I will admit. By having us be their writers, they made it. They but I, I think that gives us a point in itself. I really, it I, I honestly feel that we got dogged in that competition. You hear us, uh, Jason Taylor? Yeah, if you're, <laughs> I mean, if you're, you're not still, responsible, if you're still listening to this, you are 100% responsible for us not winning that entire thing. And we need more favoritism for us to go back and do it next time. Um, okay, so uh, we got that. Five is good. Yeah, I like that conversation. So what is Superion <laughs> going to reveal? So it's pretty much like she asks a question and then like Superion like motions to the lawyer, <laughs> right? And the lawyer's like, you can answer this one. And yeah. Superion's like, no. And then she's yeah. like, why did it take you so long? Why did it take you three weeks to get here? And Superion looks at the lawyer. The lawyer's like, go ahead and answer it. And he's like, no comment. Well, <laughs> I think we need to get closure on his murder of her reptilian friends. Well, yeah, th that's got to come out though. Like, she, yeah, she plays, she plays the, the the clip, and she presents the the evidence, and then maybe what we get out of that is his aggression, right? Maybe we start hearing his eye powering up, and the lawyer's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, <laughs> we, yeah, we can't, we can't handle all these. There's a camera here, yeah, or like, yeah, she does something to get through his armor for a second. And he starts like, he's like, I can't possibly remember everybody who's died around me. Do you have any idea what I have to deal with? And yeah. then she somehow gets through his, you, well, you know what I mean? Maybe he has like an alibi. So maybe he has like, there was another event. And he's like, look, as everyone knows, I was in, uh, uh, I was in Madagascar for the, the bleeding rain event. And they're like, 
was that the same time? And it's like, yeah, I was there for two weeks. And it's like, all I know is that I had a meeting and, and somehow he's, I, I like him like having real uh, explanation, but also slipping up. And he's like, all I remember is like red, witch tall, something, something. And it's like, well, if you were at, you know, the blood rain in Madagascar, then how did you talk to? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I like him having an alibi, and I also like him getting very angry at her for almost every question. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. There, we can do something where she somehow manipulates him into slipping up to the point where the lawyer tells him, like, no more, don't answer any more of these questions. Yeah, and the lawyer's like, "Hey, we we got to stop this interview," and she's like, yeah. "Why?" And then maybe like you hear his eye charging up again, and then that's like the end of the clip or something. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, it turned out that he uh, zapped my recorder, and luckily all my stuff was on the cloud <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, um, she had remote uploads. Yeah. Uh, five, Daphne reveals Superior and Megacorp's involvement, revealed the government's inability to fight these superheroes without privatized assistance. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, um, this, is, this is just her running down, like, she she runs down the points she's made. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I do think that we either need... So, I mean, he... In all fairness, Superior could just confess. He could. I mean, he could have diplomatic <laughs> immunity or something, and... And he's like, why should I have got there earlier? And she's like, but you're a superhero. And he's like, yeah, but why should I have? Or or he does the thing where it's like superhero is a label that people assign to like those of us who go out and do this sort of thing. Yeah. It is, I never claim to be anything more than he's like, yeah, he, he gives that whole speech like, hey, honestly, a hero is only the perception of the people that are winning. Uh, and, you know, I've been called many, many things. I've been called a hero to some villages that I was trying to stop. I've been called the devil. Um, you're just the next one to call me something. You know, like one of those kind of like perceptionary things. Um, and That's great. You're just the next person to call me the villain. Yeah. But look at what wichita is like today yeah he's like but how many people how many people call me hero he's an ends justify the means kind of guy yep but so there has to be so he killed one of these reptilian podcasters right i figured he killed all of them (laughs) okay because i remember like one was listening into a conversation and that's when like they were found out and and um so maybe Daphne uh, confronts him about that. Like, hey, do, what do you know about this person? And it's like, oh, you mean <clears throat> the 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 traitor that was sneaking in on a government uh, meeting? And it's like, yeah, that's treason. We executed him. And it's like, well, no, no, like, no. Because <laughs> I, I, I like the idea of blurring these lines of like, you know, political and uh, yeah. just humanitarian. Like, what's what's right by who? Um. What do you think about that? Yeah, for uh, for performing like espionage he... on behalf of the rip, subterranean reptilian empire. Yeah, and she's like, they they have been expats for, you know, and it's like, well, then why were they spying on my conversation? Then, you know, um, yeah. So so he she goes through a lot. I of mean, I guess Superion just gets away. But well, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I think at first he did, he like did not like legally denies it, you know. And then yeah. at the end, like the lawyer's like, "This needs to end." And then Superion's like, "Actually, 
I don't know why I'm even playing this game. Uh, yeah. Nothing can happen to me. Yeah, I killed your friend. Yeah, I, I did this. Uh, I Did I take my time? Sure. What are you going to do about it? Who else could have stopped it? I stopped it when I stopped it when I got there. You think you your know, podcast and, is going to get me in prison? What yeah. prison? <laughs> it's like, uh, so what? We could leave here together and people will still find me a hero. I yeah. still save lives. I save the goddamn moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So... That's a good uh, one. I like that line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so five, yeah, I, I like that. Six is called action. So who's in charge of saving the world? Um, so I, I guess at this, what we can maybe have here is some interviews with regular people who now live in Wichita about a year and a half later, and how happy they are with Megacorp. And like they, you know, it's like ah, oh, Megacorps. Now we get checks in the mail, and like Megacorp sends food to us weekly. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, oh, man. If it wasn't for Superion and Megacorp, things would have been so bad. And they're like, "Do you remember what happened here?" Yeah. And they go, "I don't, I don't know. I think that that's not how things went down." And that was like Wichita deniers. Yeah, and it's like no, uh, Megacorp came in one day and just <laughs> did all the infrastructure. <laughs> it's like no. Uh, all right, so seven. In the time since I've started this podcast, progress has been made, but we have to keep fighting. Uh, worldwide reactionary uh, team put together Origin of the Avengers. Um, quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, what are they? Yeah. yeah what, what, what's a cool name for the Avengers? It's um, the. Um, it's not Avenge. What's like, what, what's something that, what, how do you have, what, what's like the, the, uh, uh pretense of avenge how do you avenge on them before that like a prevenge uh, but not preemptors hmm, that sounds <laughs> dumb uh, uh super action team go sat g sat g Ugh, that's yucky uh but we'll figure it out yeah, we'll figure uh, it out. yeah. so pretty much what we're doing here is this is the sequel for a, a, a weird concept we made up on talking on stream called last hero and what this is is cool. called yeah, now this is a prequel um, to Last Hero called Red Wichita, a six-part miniseries uh, based on the after effects of what happens in a corporation slash supervillain uh, contractual argument, really. Yeah. And and how people are going to misremember <coughs> history yet again. Uh, this will be the, the story of Erasure, if anything else. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And now we've got a six-hour series on the development of this. Yeah, so we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna charge Dylan with writing a script yes. for uh, six one-hour episodes. Yep. And hopefully, if things work out right, we're gonna do like a live reading of this and and see how this kind of works out because we like that idea of of writing a script and having like weird live readings. And I think that was the very earliest precipice of what we were trying to do with Chalk Amp Stream. It's like yeah. uh, create an idea, work on an idea, uh, finish the idea, but. Either way. Um, so, yeah. So, that is another weird uh, thing that we made. And it's called Red Wichita. You can find that and everything that we do over at Some Nobodies um, and see how the, the progression of that's going. Next week on Tuesday, we're going to start a new project. Um, Dylan, do you know which one we're going to do? I think we're doing Force Limited. It's the story of a few robots who are uh, suddenly sent on a quest by a dying man who breaks into their diner. Love we, that we idea. 
we ran it on the uh, the rerun last week when both of us were out of commission, and I yep. was listening to it, and I'm just like, all right, this is a pretty fun one, and let's yeah. do let's do a one off. <laughs> just like a quick like, here's here's what we would do to to put that together. I mean, it might take more than one episode, but let's do oh. a non series idea. Cool. Yeah, all right. So, so yeah. next week on Tuesday, we're gonna work on one that we called Force Limit. Uh, I'll also put a link to that episode in the the show notes for this. So, if you want to get like an early uh, understanding of what we're gonna be doing next week, check it out. Uh, like I said, if you look at our YouTube channel, you'll see all of our talking up streams, all of our twitching up streams, the evolution of what we're doing, some other weird stuff. Uh, but mostly, and and most importantly, we just want to thank you guys for paying attention to us. Uh, mm. We like talking, we like making up stories, and uh because of you uh we get to do that so uh thank you first and foremost and honestly even last and all the ones in the middle uh without you uh we would have no reason to do this so thank you oh. thank you thank you um and uh, all the regular stuff that we talk about obviously yeah. we have a we have a, a short film coming out soon uh called give me back we do have a gofundme for that uh dylan wrote this really cool uh, 13-ish minute um little thriller uh, that we got a director, got a cinematographer, yeah. got a big cast and crew together and actually put, put this together. So we're working on the post-production of that. Uh, we do have a couple mini projects in mind uh, that we're doing you know, in the same universe. Most of our stuff kind of revolves on the same universe. So we have a bunch of weird little mini projects. Uh, yeah. You can see uh, and help us out really over at Patreon. Just check out patreon.com backslash some nobodies. Uh, you can see the stuff. You can help us out. You can help us create more weird stuff. Obviously, what we're trying to do is talk ourselves up to a streaming service twitch ourselves up to a streaming service really just sell out hardcore and make yeah. something for people to yeah. look at and go huh well that wasn't that great but i appreciate them for making it yeah. look at <laughs> uh, what these guys can do yeah hey look those guys <laughs> made that and uh, that's, that's all we want uh people that do help us out that we definitely want to thank uh tonya Shek, uh sarah takachik um and, and scott curtis over behind the bits uh thank you guys so much we really appreciate all of your support uh scene snobs whatever you guys are doing we're most likely going to hang out with you so uh yeah. check out what they're doing up until friday and like i said friday is a very big deal for them uh, uh, they're going to have a, a great little thing for the Milbys here. Uh, Dylan put up the GoFundMe link. Uh, mm -hmm. Check that out. Yeah, they, you know, the, people need some help, man. Like, yeah, we need help making movies, but some people actually need real help. And and yeah. uh, uh, this group does need some help. So all Friday, what Scene Snobs is going to do is this big 12-hour uh, uh, bonanza thing where we're going to try to help out a, a family and help out some friends. Uh, and you can check out The Real Boys at 8 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, 11 p.m. No, no, 9 p.m. Yeah. Mountain Time. No, no, it's 8 p.m. Yeah. Mountain Time. Oh, my God, no. it might actually be there. 11 no, p.m. Eastern? No, that uh, 11 Eastern is 8 Pacific. Oh, yeah, you're you're right. We're not no, Western. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be on 11 p.m. <sighs> Man. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Mountain this. Time. Yeah, at, at Zach and Dylan's time, we'll be on 9 p.m. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, 11 p.m. But, yeah, we'll be reviewing Back to the Future with the rest of our friends. You can check us out on our new show on Wednesdays called No Time to Binge uh, with our awesome friends, uh, <laughs> Matt Deterior and Michael Colby from – uh, Jack Billings and uh, the super cool B Highland from Deep Lore. Uh, that's such a great fun show. I think this yeah. week we're even being uh, we have a friend uh, G Silas G come out and hang out and talk yeah, about uh, tell yeah. us all about Glee. They're going to tell us how good Glee should have been but wasn't. Um, yeah. I guess that's really it. That's I don't know, man. It. Like, yeah, listen, I, listen to CYOP appeal. Yeah, Dylan. you've never seen a podcast like it. I guarantee you. <laughs> 
You can't even see a podcast, but if you could, you wouldn't have seen one like this. Uh, Dylan wrote 17 cool episodes. You get to pick and choose how you want the story to then, go based on well, what your Zach, desires are. And then Zach edited these puzzle pieces together into a network, into a mesh. It's not even That's a line. It's just a mesh. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool to put together, uh, and it proves that <laughs> riddling can work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but either way, <laughs> uh, once again, and and like I keep saying, uh, most importantly, thank you so much just for yeah. giving us any attention whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, until next time, guys. Uh, I'm, I've been Zach, and and he's been Dylan, and you've been great. And we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. Take it easy out there, everybody. We'll see you next bye. time. Bye. 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 Thank you.